El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't do anything really, ever. Joining me today, he is the co-host of a podcast right here on the network called Best Bad Movie Ever. He also is one half of the duo that runs an entire podcast network called Gamefully Unemployed. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him. It's Tom Ryman. Also joining me, if you're listening to the Conspiracy the Show podcast here on the Unpops Podcast Network, then you definitely know our next guest, who is my frequent co-host on that show. And if you're not listening to that show, hey, quit being a jerk and go do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Hydar. It's going to be a great show. everybody welcome to unpopular opinion i am your host adam todd brown joining me as co-host this week ooh, chef's kiss my favorite co-host of all no co-host but <laughs> jeff will be back at some point he's in massachusetts or something fucking telling jokes and th- doing Jesus. comedy yeah d- doing comedy comedy yeah. this economy this guy what a loser. telling jokes to people in real life Get what over yourself, Helen Jokes. Absolute pile of trash. Yeah. Helen Jokes, what a joke. Jesus. What mm. a joke. So yeah, Jeff will be back, but I got a room full of guests, and I mean, kind of, mm. Olivia is my co-host on Conspiracy the Show, so kind True. of co-host, but I'm very territorial about yeah. this podcast, no. so Olivia Hydar is here. Hi, yes, I, I, I am here. I would never, I would never deign to, to overstep my bounds and you know call I'd myself bark. a co-host of the show. I know, I know. You know this is your territory. Bark. Big dogs gonna bark. <laughs> Ain't that right, Tom Ryman? Tom Ryman's here, uh, too. Hello, hi, yes. Tom, will you confirm that the big dog's gonna bark? He will, yeah. Thank Especially you. if you encroach on his uh, neighboring podcast territories. Sure. You gotta keep the podcast separate. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're talking about some upbeat stuff this week. <laughs> yeah, it's a really light uh not dense not particularly dense it's a good no. it's a good light episode to record early on a saturday morning yeah <laughs> some good timing saturday morning content <laughs> good vibes yeah weekend Wait. vibes <laughs> we are talking about trump and thank god adam honestly i'm so happy thank the lord we're finally talking about donald j trump the president of an entire country this I, country for four whole years right i feel like no one ever talks about this. i was just kind of crazy finally it was really weird it's time a podcast tackle this subject and just quit running from it like the nation has exactly. been doing collectively time to face this head on you know yeah. what's really uncomfortable in this moment is that we're joking but also not <laughs> yeah. completely joking right that's true because we're talking i about, mean kinda we're talking about trump's insurrection his attempted yeah. coup and the idea that you know maybe he should face some repercussions over yeah, it was that. it was it was like the Star Trek insurrection, and in that it was very disappointing for everyone that was excited for it. <laughs> yes, yeah. and and everyone involved are just kind of kind of a little old and bloated to be. Uh, to Would be prefer not to talk to... about it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's been over a year since it happened. Yeah. And lots of people. It's been. Yeah, it's been. One year Over since we... One year <laughs> Trump took... Well, anyway. It might be exact... No, it's a little It's a little more than one year since we did another episode about this. Oh, yeah. We did an episode about it <laughs> in the immediate aftermath. Right. Of course, as your duty as the big dog of podcasts. Yeah, as, you know, big dog's gonna bark. And yeah, they, exp- they would have... The people would have been lost if they didn't hear your bark people- following that event. So now we're back to talking about it because... People are getting anxious about Trump being charged for this. It's like mm-hmm. it's like the right with Hunter Biden, except this matters. And except an actual crime <laughs> has taken place. Yeah, I mean, but, I don't doubt demonstrably. That, I don't doubt that Hunter I Biden I committed I, some crimes. I just don't think it fucking matters. Right. I just don't. Right. I don't think that yeah. we've proven any of them. No. Right? No. Like, no. Absolutely not. They haven't been proven, but I think it's also. It's not the smoking gun they were trying to convince us it was. Right. Yeah, and I I think there's kind of a similar thing going on with people wanting Trump to be charged. It's like people on the right, when that Hunter Biden story came out, they were like, okay, so now we're all going to march Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and fucking Major Biden to prison now, right? Now that the New York Post has reported on information supplied by Rudy Giuliani. And it's like, (laughs) no, no. Like, no one, like, it doesn't work that way. That's not, for one thing, it's Hunter Biden. No one gives a shit. And also, like, you got to give the FBI time to investigate that, which they have been, and they apparently Mm -hmm. still are. And here's the thing. Cool. I don't give a shit if Hunter Biden goes to prison. I think think that's the really underrated aspect of that for people on the right. Like, you see all these right-wing types even now tweeting stuff like, so Hunter Biden's laptop was real. Now what? It's like, I don't know, but I don't care either. Like, (laughs) if he gets convicted of using his dad's role as VP to enrich himself while working for an oil company in Ukraine... Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go to to, to prison for it. I don't give a shit. Maybe maybe go after some of them Trump kids, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Trump himself. But I mean, like... All four years, every single day, violating the emoluments clause. And this is like... It's one of those key differences between the left and the right that I harp on a lot because it comes up a lot, especially on the conspiracy show. They have this feeling that we, especially leftists and not mainstream Democrats, they have this feeling that we have the same sort of protective at any cost instinct for Mm -hmm. our politicians that they have for theirs. And that is not the case. It's never been the case. And all of these attempts to try to make that happen aren't going to work out for them because we've talked about this in the past, but like if Bill Clinton got, you know, charged for being an Epstein friend and, you know, going to his island and shit, most people on the left would cheer and be very happy to see him be locked away. Yeah. And that's, face consequences. It's the, it's, it's the same way they approach a lot of arguments. And this is yeah. a bit of a, a sidebar tangent, so I'll keep it very, very short. <laughs> but like every time, like when Ben Shapiro and innumerable other right wing pundits were going after Barack Obama for crying after yeah. Sandy Hook and being and everyone, all of them coming at it, attacking from the standpoint that it's crocodile tears Right. And that he's just crying to gain political points. And they always approach any emotional reaction to that because they don't care about anything but themselves. So they cannot believe 
that anyone else could just want to do something because it's right or just yeah. want to do something because it's the correct thing to do or they're crying because they're having an emotional reaction to children being murdered. They cannot conceive of people doing something when there's no personal gain in it for them. Like they just yeah. cannot conceive of that. So it's they a- come at every single display of that from that standpoint. Right. It's the only standpoint they can comprehend. Exactly. It's a fundamental flaw of <clears throat> conservative thinking. But also, it's a flaw, but it doesn't really affect their ability to achieve success. Nope, not at all. In their goals, too, which right, is, right. you know, it actually, it actually makes them better at achieving yes, their goals they because not they will the only do things that will advance exactly. their goals. They won't right. do anything that's just, that is uh, not selfish. Yes, yeah, so. exactly. It's an ends justify the means mentality. It's a very common yeah. thing with Trump supporters and not just Trump supporters, but people who tend to follow figures like Trump, people who tend to follow authoritarian leaders. There's a lot of ends justify the means thinking. There's a lot of compartmentalization where I think that's what you see with Hunter Biden. It's like, yeah, you want people on the left to be up in arms that Hunter Biden maybe abused his position on the board of an oil company in Ukraine Mm -hmm. after four years of forgiving Every single thing Trump ever did, including compelling people to storm the Capitol. Yeah. And now you're like, why is the media not angry about Hunter Biden? It's like, you don't get to make that argument. Like, I know you yeah. think you get to make that argument. You can make it amongst yourselves. But what really happened is just that era of politics is dead. Like yeah. the idea that a scandal is going to be enough to kill someone's political ambitions well- <laughs> It's mostly over unless you're talking like people on the left. Like, right. Again, like ask Al Franken if people Mm -hmm. on the left are that beholden to protecting their own. Like, exactly. I mean, there are people, there are people who are diehard, I guess, Franken uh, supporters, which is crazy. But like, these are all mostly the mainstream Democrat types. Anthony Weiner, too. Yeah, Anthony Weiner. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And like, compare that to how many people on the right stick up for Roy Moore. Yeah. Like, I know LA Comics sticking up for Roy Moore on Twitter. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Man who was banned from a mall. Because he wouldn't stop creeping on the teens. Is, is that true? Yes. Yes. No, no, no. The mall thing I know. The mall oh. thing I know. The comic? There are people. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but like I've been out of the scene for a minute. Well, so, And it's because once you take that turn, like people take this turn to the right thinking, oh, well, we're the side. Like it's free speech over here and we, you know, we can right. say whatever we uh. want. But no, what you do when you take that turn is you just start parroting the talking points you hear on that side. Like yeah. it's no coincidence that every right wing fuckstick has the exact same thing to say about yeah. every fucking story as soon as it goes up. Like the robots. So, yeah. of course, if fucking any right wing figure defends Roy Moore, everyone else is going to fall in line because they've just yeah. been looking for the right boot to lick this whole time. They're not yeah. fighting for freedom. They're not fighting for free speech. If you look at the history of people cracking down on free speech, it's always these fucking right wing types. And that's yes. what they're trying to usher in. And- I mean, look at everything that's happening around the country right now. All of these coordinated attacks on trans people and abortion that are working because the right, we talk about 
these flaws in their ability to think from the opposition's point of view, but that flaw allows them to be coordinated in a way that the left just can't be. Because people on the left actually care about doing the right thing. And everyone, you know, there are different groups who have different ideas about what the right thing is. So it's harder to coordinate among people who are trying to do good than people who are trying to be evil. Yeah, it's I think a uniquely American problem because we're so locked into the two-party system that like the the left or democrats in america is actually like eight different political parties in any other country in the world it would be like eight different political parties because it has to be right or left in america it's right like eight political parties and then uh the republicans are just these fucking maniacs who all (laughs) fall under fall well they they do have a uh, unified messaging yeah. yeah Good yeah, for like, like that's the thing. Like, like you were saying, it's they, much easier because it's just maniacs, on right? Their side. They, they'd, be and, and separate, like, they'd be separate parties in another country too. They'd just all still be fascists. Is the whole yeah. thing? Right. They would just be like, and that's the thing is like, they'd be like soccer fascists and like economic right. fascists and all that fun stuff. Yeah, because they're having similar problems in the UK also. But like <laughs> they, <laughs> for, but for like decades now, yes, you know, and, and this is something that again I I harp on a lot. But like we don't have. Like we have two major parties, but we don't have a conservative party and a liberal party. We have a conservative party, conservative the Democrats, parties. and a fascist party, the Republicans. Yeah. That's it. That's what we got in the mainstream. And everybody else is trying to be is trying to like work within that, and it's gonna fail because there's entrenched power. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Anyway, uh, so yeah, boy. that's why no one cares about Hunter Biden. Also, exactly. all of this that we're yes. about to talk about, because I do want to dive into the idea that should Trump actually face some sort of legal repercussions for this? I mean, I mean, uh, the obvious answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, he should. Yes. Absolutely. They all but should. Also, but this is the, but that's the story of Trump since he started running. Like it, it, it's just consequences don't apply to him. Period. It I, never has. I honestly think that a lot of our elected officials are genuinely afraid of Trump supporters. And yes. Yeah. I mean, don't they are crazies? They are, and. If Trump is legitimately charged and arrested and put in jail for this, they're going to take to the streets and tear shit up. But here's the thing. Let them. Like, what's the alternative? Just that shouldn't. Right. That shouldn't be gaining power. Like, no. I mean, people's negative reaction, like uh, the negative reaction to something shouldn't be a reason to not enforce the law. Right. I agree. Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I don't know. These sorts of conflicts are going to happen regardless. There's going to be violence in our country on the street. There already is in a lot of places, but like there's going to be a violent conflict of some sort whatever shape that takes. So you might as well try to like do the right thing in the in midst that, of that. And that Biden line initially of like, I when he was initially asked if you win the presidency, will you, or, or not? No, I'm sorry. Not, not that part. It, but Biden did say initially that it would be, it would be better to just move on. And it's like, Oh, I don't think we need to, uh, sure. 
it's just, it's it's we've been so divisive it's time for healing it's like that's the exact wrong time to sit like they literally storming the capital yeah. trying to overturn a free and fair election I mean, like this yeah. is when you need to enforce the law this like, isn't a this isn't a, uh, a Jean Valjean situation where you're like, oh, it's a guy stealing bread to eat. Like this, right. obviously, there's circumstances that we need to be considered. It's like this is not one of those situations. No, this is no. one of those situations where the fate of the country, like the fate of democracy in this country, is at stake because it's just yeah. going to happen again. We're seeing them shoring themselves up in different states, passing new electoral laws and filling the courts with their own people and and just making it easier for them to do this again in two years or four years. Yeah, that's the concern. Like we're we're going to talk about the January 6th committee at one point and what they're going to do with the information they've found regarding the riot at the Capitol. And it seems like one of their possible strategies is to just put the information out publicly in a way that damages Trump so badly that he loses the election. And it's like, do you not get that all of this is building up to Trump losing the election? Yeah. yeah. And then what happens after that? Like the point. Right. Remember, isn't... this happened is this happened because he lost the election. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, yeah, the point isn't to keep him from getting reelected. It is to no. keep him from destroying democracy and when he loses the election yes. yeah or whatever if he wins like if he wins or if he loses it's a yeah it's, it's a bad. it's a nightmare like we we don't have many happy futures it's like to evoke the marvel machine you know it's dr strange looking into the future and looking at all the possible outcomes and then looking at iron man and going zero <laughs> Not, yeah. not one. There's not one. We don't have any. Zero. We got nothing. <laughs> yeah, and I know people might, if you haven't looked into it, maybe it seems like there's not enough that you could prosecute Trump on, but there really is. Yeah, he didn't give that speech and say, hey, go down to the Capitol and steal Nancy Pelosi's podium and right. threaten to hang Mike Pence. Like, there was none <laughs> of that. But once you get into the behind the scenes... He'd been yeah. planning this for a long time. There's this memo called the Eastman Memo that mm -hmm. is like the center of all of the potential for Trump to be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. and, and real quick, isn't there also like a gap of like four or six hours of phone records in the Oval Office that we don't have from that day? Yes. Yeah, like they're not turning them over. <laughs> yeah. And there's like people who've refused to turn records over. Because Great. they uh, have like we, You know, we fifth. did all this already, and those guys went to jail. It was back in back in the 70s with Nixon right. anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, this memo that John Eastman provided, he gave it to a Republican named Mike Lee, who is a Republican senator from Utah, real piece of shit, who his text yeah. records are proving that he was pretty integral in what happened on January 6th also. And mm -hmm. even he, when he got this memo, was like, okay, well, the first line's a lie because the <laughs> first line is seven states have transmitted dual slates of electors to the president of the Senate. And what he's implying is that there were seven states after the election that their electors disagreed so hard on who won that they just decided to some sent Biden, some set Trump, and they're going to just let the Senate decide, which would be pretty crazy if that's what happened. Yeah. 
But as they point out in this Washington Post article, we'll link to, it's more like, let's say the three of us on this call were to decide, I don't know, that Crazy Horse, Neil Young's side band, should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we we Mm -hmm. decide that officially and we fire that information off to the Rock and Roll Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. And then we get really, really mad when it doesn't happen. (laughs) Like we're not. And I would be. I would be, but also at some point someone would have to sit you down and go, look, you're not part of that. Like they don't have, they don't have yeah. to listen to you. Anyone you're not can part say, of the voting committee for yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yourself, who no are one you? fucking cares. <laughs> and that's all this was. It was a bunch of Trump loyalists who got together and were like, hey, we disagree. Let's tell Mike Pence. And it's like, yeah. that's not official government no, works. business at Surprisingly, all. Surprisingly, that is not how it works. And then everything else in the memo goes from that lie. It all is based on, well, because of that, because these seven states disagree, Mike Pence can just overturn what those seven states voted and just declare Trump the winner in those seven states, which was one of the options. And it was considered like the nuclear option. And then there was the other option where he could, because of those disagreements, basically send it off to the Senate to vote on those seven states. And they would have probably voted for Trump. And he would have won the election that way. And that memo is kind of the basis for prosecuting John Eastman and Trump both. Yeah. It's one of the things John Eastman tried to keep the January 6th committee from getting. And his argument was that it's attorney-client privilege because he's Trump's lawyer and that was just a memo between him and his client. (laughs) And the January 6th committee's argument was, no, but you were committing a crime. Not if you're coaching him on how to commit a crime. It's not privileged. Or if they tell you that they're intending to commit a crime. Yeah, that's it's a very different thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that ended up being the big argument. And their defense was, yeah, but we didn't think we were committed. We really thought the election was stolen. They like, didn't. We were (laughs) responding to based on what the false information that you provided. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like the the lie came from you. It didn't. You weren't reporting the lie. You were creating it. The call is is coming from inside. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We star 69 and it was your phone. Yeah. When the January 6th committee looked into it, what they found in terms of the crimes that were actually committed were three crimes. Obstruction of an official proceeding, which was Mm -hmm. them trying to disrupt Hmm. Congress from certifying an election. Uh, That was the third option, wasn't it? Was to just prevent the vote to get basically to stall for time. Yeah, I think that's kind of what the riot was about. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it's hard for Nancy Pelosi to vote if she's busy on the lawn defending herself in a public show trial. And that was the goal of the people, right? As as much of a coherent goal as as they've articulated is that they had to stop the vote from happening, specifically stop the vote from happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would be surprised if most people, if you like pulled them aside that day and said, what is your goal? Kill the Democrats. Right. I don't think... That they would have a coherent answer. It's just channeling rage, which is why it was bad. Or that that one guy who got off on saying, I just thought I was allowed to be there. Oh, you did? Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, you thought you were allowed. It was visiting day, yeah. Depending on what entrance you went into. (laughs) (laughs) While they were voting on the president, while they were certifying an election, you thought you were just allowed to be in there. Right. I bought the gold, I with a guy I bought the in gold a barbarian package on costume. Trump's site. Yeah. 
<laughs> I did love that they slightly off track. They they so often obeyed the velvet ropes in the foot. That's what I loved watching the the. Well, the that's because like twenty percent of the Capitol Police was going this way. Go this way. Mm. Right. Pelosi is this right. way. Exactly. Uh, if you just follow up, follow these velvet ropes. And then the other 80% were like, stop. We please stop. You're going to get us all killed. Yeah. And guess what? They're all still cops now. Of course they are. Simple common law fraud is the other crime Trump is accused of. And that's just the spreading the lie that the election was stolen, which uh, right. it turns out that that's illegal. Yeah. You can't just go on TV and announce that the election was stolen from you, especially as the sitting as the president. Fucking president. You can't the, do that. The currently sitting president wielding the greatest power in the world you cannot do that I, it, uh, man just four years of, of living in fucking bizarro world and even still like i take a step back and it's like why do we just so often it's like ah oh, he's just talking he can't just talk he's yeah. the fucking president yeah. what he says has global consequences yeah he can't just get up there and riff like that's <laughs> like yeah. you, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. It, it, it actually seriously fucking matters what he yeah. says. He just got like on January sixth. He just decided to do some crowd work. He's gonna have a jazz yeah, set up there. Is, is any argument that's like, oh, he's just that. He's just bluster. You don't get to do that when you're president. Yeah, you cannot well, you do because shit like this happens. Yeah. The thing is, though, now you do unless you're unless you're yeah, a Democrat. It's, yeah, of course. If, if, right. like, if, yeah. if every Republican is exempt from every single rule from and here the, on the, out. But believe me, I, the same is true for Biden. When he when he starts riffing and then the White House has to come and say, now he didn't really mean that Russia's committing genocide. It's because right. it's for that very specific reason. He can't just say shit like that because right. if the president's on TV saying this is genocide, that has yeah. global consequences, which escalates that conflict. And we have to be very, very careful and responsible and precise about yeah. right. that kind like of shit. Like when every Trump supporter's other favorite president, Ronald Reagan, went on TV and just jokingly said, well, we bomb Russia in five minutes. Yeah. And Russia was and like, Russia's huh? like, what? What? What the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Can you run that by us one more time? Because we can start in three. Maybe the subtitles were wrong. Can we? So, yeah, back to Trump. Their defense against this idea that their interactions weren't covered by attorney-client privilege is that, well, we thought a crime had actually happened. This is a quote from Charles Burnham, who is John Eastman's lawyer. Dr. Eastman and others absolutely believed that what they were doing was well-grounded in law and fact and was necessary for what they believed was the best interest of the country. Then why is the memo spitballing on ways to make this work? Well, not if that were true, then why are they working backwards from the end point to be like, how can we make this true? Yeah. And not just that. We'll link to a bunch of articles in the show notes. One of them, there's a Washington Post writer named Greg Sargent who has been following this particular story a whole bunch. And he points out that one of the big problems with that defense is that Trump has been pushing this exact strategy since 
before the election. Since before the 2016 election. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then in July 2020, he did a White House press briefing where he floated the idea that, hey, well, if any votes come in after Election Day, what we should do is just count the votes that come in on Election Day and decide the election from there. And then everything else. I mean, if you want to count that, we can take it to court. But I'm probably just going to declare victory on Election Night and then what, see what happens. What a what a dumb fucking position like why on earth should only the votes that get counted on election day count like why why what is what are we what are we running up against the clock for oh like we're the ones dictating the clock like what we're fucking gonna get killed by martians or something can, if we don't have I a new president on, on it's because bill gates launched covid uh -huh. so mail-in sure. voting uh -huh. would become a thing and so mm. democrats could send millions and millions of votes from illegal immigrants sure. to the thing that win swing uh, that state elections did yeah. not happen and, and right, they've right, never yeah. ever yeah. proven and it's actually like proven proven cases of election fraud yeah. are mostly conservatives yeah, including people who yeah. in whom trump told in in a speech to go out and vote more than once <laughs> to test the system yeah. it's happened <laughs> like 18 times in 150 years something yeah like right that. yeah it's huge, like, huge they problem. keep going they keep because these fucking chuds, their only point of reference for anything is stuff they saw in movies. Yeah. Which they think is just true. <laughs> like, if you ever listen to Alex Jones, it's incredible. Every piece of evidence he cites is a piece of fiction. It's yeah. like, it's just like Aldous Huxley wrote in 19 fucking <laughs> Brave New World. It's like, that right. was fiction, Alex. It was fiction. Yeah. It's because you're finding a connection Look. there. It doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> so they, I, they like keep leaning on that Simpsons episode, Sideshow Bob Roberts, where it's like he had, <laughs> he got dead people to vote. He like enrolled, right. he, he voted for dead people. And that's like an example that these fucking assholes will point out. It's like, well, they can just have dead people vote or they can have immigrants vote. It's like, this is a thing that has literally never happened. The only reason you know it's a possibility is because you watched that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> I know it's true. I know that's yeah. the only reason you know that. Yeah. I mean, look. I, Never I've happened. Said, I've said this right. so many times on so many unpopular opinion episodes across all of the shows. But conservatives are stupid as hell. Every Republican <laughs> is a fucking brain dead moron. If, you, if you're a conservative, then you're fucking stupid. Because it's like a necessary, like that's, it's necessary in order to buy in to what that worldview is. It requires idiocy. The 9-11 reports, that's not what they're called. The the reports about torture. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> and how it's like, the, literally the only reason any of these ghouls were pushing for torture and enhanced interrogation, like their entire basis for it working was fucking 24 yeah. and movies they'd seen. Like yeah. it, it had, there's no basis in reality of torture providing reliable information. Zero. Yeah. It does not happen because Man. when you're getting tortured, you want the torturing to stop. Are you sure there's zero evidence Whatever. or is there zero dark 30 evidence? That's yeah, that torture true. works. Well, you how, know. Did we, how did we get fucking uh, uh, um, Osama? We bought a guy a sports car. That's how. <laughs> right. That's what, Jay, that's uh, Jason that's Clark what beating the shit out of people and didn't get the us. battery to his genitals and that, that, No, it was when you bought a guy a Ferrari. <laughs> right. that, that is why that movie is good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though it gets, it gets a bad rap, but that movie is good. I do believe the creators of 24... Uh, should have been like hanged like they like what like what an evil fucking work i hated it at the time i hated it so much it's racist 
and fascist and terrible. And yeah, it, it definitely it's, caused it's harm em- to the country. It's embarrassing, like on a on a soul crushing level yes. that it's like we have these things like Guantanamo Bay and these things and, and uh, Abu Ghraib and the things that were like America was pushing to be done to POWs and, and yeah. captives during the Iraq war. And it is all based on fucking movies. It's like, are you, that is God, that's bleak. <laughs> it's like, they're, yes. they're movies guys. They're movies. <laughs> yeah. With conspiracy theories in general, it's like, you'd be shocked. I mean, you probably wouldn't be shocked by <laughs> how many of them are just like things that started as comedy articles, like the Stanley Kubrick Illuminati yeah. symbols in movies. Yep. That is a comedy it's a, it's article. A piece from of 1995 on yeah. the yeah. internet. Fucking it's Paul a- McCartney is dead is a satire yeah. article from a Iowa college newspaper that yeah. just somehow spread as real news and it just refuses to die. I think Olivia, was it you that I bought a Paul is dead graphic novel for no. once? I bought size, <laughs> bought someone that for Christmas. Well, can once. I have one? And just like, <laughs> I was like, this, this must be a fun read. I didn't even read it. I just, I think yeah. it was, maybe it was Laura just, Crawford. Just sending that out blindly. <laughs> yeah. Just random like digging listener. a trap in your front yard. I'll ah, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> let somebody else worry about that. <laughs> so Gosh. the next step in this whole process is the January 6th committee. Are they going to refer Trump for prosecution to the Department of Justice? Because that's that's the thing to note about this committee. They have no power to prosecute anyone or to file any Mm-mm. charges. They can only yeah. suggest it to the attorney general and the Department of Justice, which begs the question, what's the fucking point then? Like none. Why are they even <laughs> investigating it? Just for like posterity? Like for yeah. The yeah, I think that's record? important. I, I honestly yeah. do think that's important. Yeah, that is true. You're yeah, right. in 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 a yeah to an extent, but like it, the problem is that that is all we ever get. You know, so, the, sometimes it, I mean, people did go symbolic. to jail for Watergate, but Nixon didn't. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. fifty years ago. Almost. I know exactly, like, but it's so, like you know. But Reagan I mean, but went it's also for Iran. Cont- nope, never mind. Oh, no, right, he did yeah. not. Yeah, wrong. No one <laughs> threw Oliver or, Oliver North yeah. under that bus, and, and, yeah. the, and, and the whole Bush administration uh, went to went to jail for lying uh, to the UN to, yeah, yeah, that's about true. weapons of mass destruction. Right? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm this just, is the thing, like. As, yeah. Like, yeah, I agree that we sh- it's good that they are symbolically taking action or whatever you want to call it. But like, I just am kind of sick of that being all we ever get. Yeah, for sure. I'm sick of stuff like the fucking I can't even remember his name now uh, doing Mueller? the investigation as to Mueller, the Mueller. Yeah. Report, the Mueller? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, but- and it did lead it did lead to yeah. impeachment, which it should well, have. Kind of, but then like the impeachment was also yeah. kind of yeah. Symbolic. It was it was yeah. It was a fucking nothing. It was it a, was a show trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think it's still important, but like also, it would be nice to actually yeah have some consequences because this is it. It is never going to get more dire, regardless of how it's downplayed. Part of it I understand because it it seems hard to believe that that's like the greatest threat to democracy we've faced, I guess, since the Civil War is these fucking bozos just running roughshod in the Capitol. Yeah. For 
for fucking Donald Trump? This is yeah, like that's really Trump. this that's, guy, the guy been... that we all agreed as a society was a shorthand for a fucking asshole bad guy a for joke. like thirty years of pop culture. We all agreed on this. Yep, that's yeah. been that has been like a huge th- like that has absolutely been something I have been banging my head against for years. It's yeah. just like it's all of this. All of this for Donald Trump. Yeah, like, so I, of I all get. People. Yeah, so I get why it's like it's it's hard to believe and it can be hard to accept yeah. that this is as dire as it is. But it, this is incredibly dire, yeah. and it, we need we do need some actual consequences, or this is just going to happen very soon. Yeah, again. and yeah. speaking of that, the January sixth committee when they were arguing against the client attorney privilege thing, they in their efforts to prove Trump actually committed crimes, they sent their findings off to a federal judge, David Carter. He's a U.S. Dredd. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) He's a U.S. district judge in California. And this was his quote after looking into everything. It's kind of long, but it's a good good quote. Here we go. (laughs) More than a year after the attack on our Capitol, the public is still searching for accountability. This case cannot provide it. The court is tasked only with deciding a dispute over a handful of emails. This is not a criminal prosecution. This is not even a civil liability suit. At most, this case is a warning about the dangers of legal theories gone wrong, the powerful abusing public platforms, and desperation to win at all costs. If Dr. Eastman and President Trump's plan had worked, it would have permanently ended the peaceful transition of power, undermining American democracy and the Constitution. If the country does not commit to investigating and pursuing accountability for those responsible, the court fears January 6th will repeat itself. And that's an interesting development because yeah. as much as people are pushing for the January 6th committee to refer Trump for prosecution, this judge kind of already did it. And that's better because he is ostensibly neutral in this. He is a judge. That is a judge's role. Whereas the January 6th committee is just jam packed with losers who are butthurt that they almost got lynched at work one day. (laughs) So we can't like trust them to be objective in all this. I'd be a little miffed myself, but yeah. But also like you'll never like there's 53% of the country or whatever that you'll never convince that anyone who disagrees with them can be objective. Right. So, yeah. So just I feel like it's about 98% of the country. It's just like what side it's is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a really good write up about the Carter ruling on BuzzFeed News by a writer named Zoe Tillman. We'll link to it in the notes. Very long. It, it basically came down to 111 different emails. And Judge Carter sided with Trump and Eastman on. I think 11 of them. So the other hundred, they were forced to <laughs> turn over. Yikes. Yeah. Did not go well for them at all. That's a lot of crime. It's a whole yeah. lot. A whole lot of crime to talk about in your emails. In emails. But also. You know, these are public record. These are these are historic records. <laughs> and the then they had a meeting in the Oval Office about it on January 4th after all these memos went around. Oh, man, they sure did. Yeah. <laughs> but they weren't talking about any of this. So, no, 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 no. They were talking about lunch. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lunch, not lynch. Yeah. <laughs> so, waka yeah. waka. So, yeah, in the mind of a lot of the committee members, 
this judge's ruling is kind of the recommendation that people are looking for. That's pretty. The phrasing of that is pretty damning. Yeah. Like, it's like, listen, this is fucking serious. Him emphatically and no bullshit saying this would have ended the peaceful transition of power is like, that is damning. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually on the side of them kind of not doing anything else in terms of referring this to the Department of Justice, because I agree with the idea that it would politicize it a little bit more than just having that recommendation come from a judge, as opposed to this committee also like making a big show of Mm -hmm. recommending charges. And the recommendation isn't like, it's not a binding agreement. It doesn't, the attorney, Mm -hmm. it's all going to come down to Merrick Garland, the attorney general, and whether he's going to file charges, whether if he gets that recommendation, if he's going to follow through on it, there's talk that he's conducting his own investigation with the end goal being prosecuting Trump for January 6th. So who knows? It's got everyone now in this weird holding pattern, like people on the right were with Hunter Biden in their minds where, hey, we got the evidence. Why isn't anything happening? It's like, well, it's the American government, among other reasons. Uh, Also, again, your evidence came from Rudy Giuliani and a legally (laughs) blind computer dealer who could not identify the face that handed him the laptop. (laughs) Uh, There are some disparities between these two cases. Yeah, that's, they're not they're not entirely equivalent either <laughs> no, no. in terms of their stakes, their scope. <laughs> right, yeah. There's, the level of cultability. There are some <laughs> differences, I'll concede. Yeah, a little a couple of differences. You remember when Rudy, Rudy Giuliani held a press conference at the Four uh, Seasons Garden? That god damn it. I'm so glad you, you what brought a that gift. up. What a it, gift. I, it was good. It was it was Holy beautiful. shit. It, it was it was beautiful. It, that the, was the the healing bomb this nation needed. Yeah. Did either of you watch the documentary about that? No. There's a a documentary. I think it's on Hulu. The New York Times has this documentary series and each episode is just about a completely different topic. And I think it's an episode of that New York Times documentary series, but they like interview the owners of that company. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. They were, they were mean, as baffled as anyone else. <laughs> like, of course. I mean, what? You can see, well, as soon as it happened, everybody knew exactly what happened. Right. Like yeah. they went out and announced they had the four seasons before right. they had the four seasons. So yeah. then they went and booked what they could get. And were like, oh, we were always talking about <laughs> this place. Yeah it's, yeah, it's either that or they booked that place thinking it was the real four seasons i don't think they're that dumb i really think because it's such a perfect it's such well that's true but it's such a perfect example of just kowtowing to trump and trump being incapable of admitting he was wrong and then consequently other people being incapable of admitting admitting he was wrong or that or or even that he may have misspoke so when he was out there as soon as he said we're going to have a press conference at the Four Seasons. They had to make that true, even <laughs> if it was only technically true. Yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. cannot say he misspoke. But, uh, Can it, they? It's also very funny. Even if, it, even if he was like, sorry, I meant the double tree. Like, yeah, right. it couldn't even just have been that. Like, just it's, find another hotel. It's also very Trump for him to pick the Four Seasons as his... Oh, yeah place to do instead of like i don't know a, a government building of some sort like he's, a, official... he's a, he has a dumb guy's uh, both concept and fascination with the idea of wealth 
Yeah. So it's like, that's why he, he lives in that yeah. hideous golden house that they yeah. fucking literally used in the devil's advocate as like the den of a right. child molesting murderer, Craig <laughs> T. Nelson. He's a dumb guy's understanding of what's impressive, basically. Exactly. exactly. So like that's always of- been his draw. Yeah, all of his touchstones are like 60 years out of date, like the yep. Four Seasons. Who gives a shit about the Four Seasons, yeah. man? Yeah. Also, you're the president. Right. It's it, Yeah, exactly. He's always been, yeah, like you said, a dumb guy's understanding of a rich person and what makes a rich person classy, which is, yeah. Yeah, just it's covering everything in gold. It's like, that is exactly. not classy. No. <laughs> it's yeah. the opposite of classy. God, it's like Saddam yeah, Hussein's I, house. Right. I can't, tacky as shit. We elected him Master P? president. Of the United States. We elected him president of the United States for four years. Entire country. A whole country for Donald J. Trump. Yeah, we let him run the whole thing. Remember when he drew the hurricane bigger on the map? (laughs) Remember when he told people to shoot at hurricanes? Yeah. He he floated the idea of (laughs) nuking the hurricane. Remember when he told people to inject bleach to kill COVID? Like, this is, it's just... Again, and like, and and people are so thirsty to have that back. I don't get it. I don't get it. People are going to violently take to the streets to it'll return be, to yeah. that era in American governance. And it'll it be insane. him. It'll be him or someone or dumber his, and more evil. Or his daughter. <laughs> like, I think it'll be his daughter. She would be the ideal next candidate if you want to keep because then they they look kind of progressive what a bitter pill that's going to be when the first woman president is ivanka Trump. <laughs> oh no that's interesting i hadn't considered ivana that's a real that's a real fucking monkey's paw wish it's ivana I want right? the, ivana's the ivana's wife, ivana's right? wife i get it they, the, they have the same fucking name i can't keep yeah president. that's not creepy no no that's not creepy it's at not all creepy. he's cool <laughs> that's a I mean, it's, it, we, you wouldn't immediately say it was creepy. It's just that the years of his creepy behavior compounded yes! with the fact that his his daughter's name is almost identical to his first wife's name. Well, I mean, yeah. he also went on Howard Stern and said he would date his daughter if she was. No, I know. I'm saying. Daughter. I'm okay. saying. I just wanted to clarify. Yes. I'm not saying that based on the her name alone, no. it's creepy. It's it's oh, the okay. decades of <laughs> right. Trump being creepy about yes. his daughter in public, like literally saying, she, "Well, we'll see what kind of ass and tits she has." when this she grows up like he says that on tv when <laughs> she's a child about, like look we can't get too caught up in it but like all of this stuff came yeah. out before decades ago yeah wait and then it came up during the election and nothing happened he and called so- he called into a radio show the day after 9-11 and said that he now had the tallest yes! building in new york <laughs> things that we have all we all know we all knew it in 2015 we knew it in 2016 and yet he still was elected president of the united states of america for four years and served his term i i i even need to like put a footnote on what i just said it may have been the day of i can't i think it was 9 11 it's it's either the literal day or like the the day after he's fucking calling into good morning america or some shit and like kind of like was it kind of joking but not really but even if he was just joking it just fucking happened man yeah yes he's an evil dumb bad person and like he's friends with jeffrey epstein everyone knew he was Jeff- friends with jeffrey epstein. jeffrey epstein had like what five different contact and pieces uh and yes. for him in his in his in his with book 
she talked about him on Stern. <laughs> He's like, Jeffrey likes women the oh, young I like I do. Like, yeah. again, this is all stuff there, that came out six years ago. With Trump and Epstein, there is literal video of those two at a party pointing yes! at young girls. Yes! And yes! I've chit- seen it about it. It's like, and, what do you need to see? And, that, and that's what makes me so angry when his most ardent supporters are like, you're all a bunch of pedophiles. It's like, yeah. who the fuck Trump, are you talking to? Trump, it's, it's, there's, it's like documented that he would walk into the dressing rooms of the yes. Teen USA pageants he held. Yes. Teenage girls dressing rooms, just walking in there. And, and again, I, I can't With emphasize the, it enough. <laughs> this all came out. We knew this. We knew this. Not only did we know it before the election started, it was repeated over and over again during the election by major news sources and nothing happened. It nope. never slowed him down. That's why he will. I never I will never believe that he will ever face consequences for any of his actions ever until yeah. it happened. It might seem to people like we're going on kind of a rant here and going off topic, but I a think little. this all no, I think a this little. all speaks to why Trump needs to be fucking arrested. I agree. Nothing else is going to stop him. No, and he I, will not stop. And I think it's turning into the same thing that we saw when he ran for president in the first place, where like not everyone on the left, not all Democrats, but the Democrats who matter in this situation are like, let's just, let's just get to 2024 and we're going to win in 2024. And it's, it's like, this isn't that big of a deal. One of the articles we'll link to, it's about 500,000 words long. So I don't expect people to read it all. Uh, It's called Trump's next coup has already begun. It's on the Atlantic. uh, Great article. It's written by a guy named Barton Gelman, but he interviews a guy in that article named Richard Hasen, a professor of law and political science at UC Irvine. And this is that professor's quote now, on Trump. The democratic emergency is already here. We face a serious risk that American democracy as we know it will come to an end in 2024, but urgent action is not happening. End quote. What Gelman points out in this article is that he ran this idea by this guy last year also, and the guy was like, let's not engage in hyperbole, okay? Like, our democracy is not at risk. And this was like right after Trump and his people stormed the fucking Capitol. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it took a whole year from that for this guy to be like, all right, I get it. Yeah, I guess I guess things, I things guess are democracy looking really is, pretty yeah, really is being now. threatened. Huh. Oh, you mean you couldn't you couldn't say that the day after democracy was literally threatened? Yeah, I don't. But like, I don't get that need to be like, oh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to be reactionary. I don't want to seem like yeah. a conspiracy theorist. It's like you're not. He fucking stormed the Capitol. Like, right. It was a he tried to topple the American government. Yeah, yeah. It like, was a coup. If this had ha- if this exact situation had happened in any other country, well, yeah, everyone in America would call it a coup. That yeah. is the classic American thing, though. That, yeah. that we 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 do that a lot. Mm-hmm. But also, like Adam, you said, him being arrested is the only thing that will stop him. But will it though? No, I that's mean, the thing. It's I don't not not saying that we shouldn't pursue these things. But, like, that's kind of my overarching thesis on Trump is, like, he's he's bulletproof. Well, if, if he goes to jail, he won't be able to be president. Well, sure. So that's yeah. nice. If that's, and I guess, but, like, but will he go, like, will he go to jail even if charges are brought against him? Don't know. 
I that, don't know. I don't know it's, either. It's, but it's, it's, never, it seems very unlikely. He's one of those dudes who's just, he's not even good at crime. It's just, no. he's hes a guy, he's so dumb and obvious about it, but he gets away with it every single time because he's friends with the right people and he's been friends with the, he is friends and enriches the right yeah. people and he has done so for 60 years. He's done that. And now, Just, or or forty, uh, his his family before that, but like since right. since since the eighties, he has just inured in yeah. himself in that the right creating the right web of of contacts and influence to right. prevent him. Like it is in a it is and, in a lot of people's best interest to prevent him from going down. Right, he has he, that the reason and he now, gets away with shit. Yeah, and now he has the entire political arm of the right wing. Yeah, also exactly. <laughs> And, and GOP also, saw that it's like, oh, we can win with this guy, so right. we better back him with all we've got. And he is bad at crime. That's the thing. He's very bad at it, but also He's I think that helps criminal. Him. But I think like our system, as far as punishing political criminals, is designed to sniff out people who are trying to hide their crimes. And when someone is out in the open saying I'm doing illegal shit and I don't give a fuck. We don't, our system is not equipped to handle that at all. Our system also depends on the, the government actually being in agreement and like wanting to defend democracy. Yeah. And, you know, it's sort of like the trail of tears when Andrew Jackson's like, that's fine. I'm not going to enforce what the Supreme Court said. Right. So it's like it, the checks and balances only work if every branch of the government's not full of ghouls. Yeah. Boy, did we learn that during the Trump administration. It's, it's like, it's, oh, none of this works if there's fucking ghouls in, right. in power. Yeah. It's almost like this country should not exist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anymore. Yeah, it's, kind uh, of it's seems like uh, it's it's uh, foundation is 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 bad and deeply yeah, flawed, totally rotten from the core yeah. and unable to be fixed. It's not. I sus mean, that's just, that's just, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> What's the word? It's not uh, sustainable. That's right. what it is. Yeah, but historically, things like what America is trying to do on the world stage are right. Like, yeah, republics. You know, yeah, they all they go very well. Sure, yeah, they go very well. Yeah. yeah, as far as I know, I mean, I didn't go to school, especially one. But. That covers a 3,000 mile wide country full of people who hate each other. Yes. That's just, <laughs> it's a recipe for success. That's why we're all speaking Latin today. <laughs> right. <laughs> that article I mentioned, Trump's next coup has already begun. It's about something Tom touched on earlier in the episode where. Who, me? Yeah, Tom, <laughs> it's Tom Ryman. The internet's Tom Ryman. Hey! Hey! Where all of these swing states, they're not just contesting the 2020 election still, but they're like replacing the people who wouldn't contest it. And if there's a law that stopped it from working last time, they're trying to tweak that law. Like they are just blatantly and openly putting an election stealing apparatus in place for 2024. Yeah. Which is it's all the more reason why you can't just hope this damaging information about the insurrection is enough to cost Trump votes in swing states. That's yeah. not going to cut it in this it's case. A, it's a continuation uh, and acceleration of, of the Republican strategy of the last 50 years, basically, of gerrymandering districts into non-existent, you know, into like unrecognizable, like, eldritch forms mm -hmm. <laughs> that all yeah, but guarantee them success bizarre jigsaw yeah. pieces they exactly. draw and it's their whole you're right it's like the past even more than a half century pretty much since the it, civil rights movement it's yeah. been like 
um, their their whole platform is limiting voting rights when it should be the opposite right that should be right there that's bad guy shit yes like the only reason you would want to limit people's ability to vote is because you know you can't win fairly and that is why they do it (laughs) you know nobody would vote for you because your platform and ideas suck yeah they're (laughs) evil and we keep talking about trump saying the quiet part out loud that's another example. At one point, he was like, well, we can't allow mail-in voting all the time. Republicans would never win. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think, I, I don't think it be Trump may have said that, but I remember some fucking dope. It was like Lindsey Graham or M- Mitch McConnell, like oh, literally yeah. so, said that. Yeah. Like, well, maybe, if we don't, yeah, if it we, wasn't Trump. It was, like, if we let this, Republicans will never win. It's like, yeah, think about that <laughs> statement. What does that mean? What well, should but, you then do if you can't ever, if you know you can't ever win with the with the ideology you're pushing? What does that mean? It means the, you should the, redraw the, congressional right. Yeah. Exactly. This is the thing. Like matter, again, yeah. they're dumb and evil, but also the quiet part out loud. This is a phrase that we have now basically driven into the ground over the last six years. It's meaningless. No, it, well, not only is it meaningless, but like there's no quiet part. Yeah, anymore. it's all the loud. It's part. all out loud. Yeah. They don't care about hiding it anymore. They have no reason to. Yeah. And like they're not just trying to put the mechanisms in place to steal an election. You're seeing elected officials all over the place being like, but yeah, if he doesn't win, like if all of that doesn't work, you see what we did on January 6th. We could just do that again. Yeah. Like I was that again. Yeah, it feels yeah. like that was a And test maybe this run. time we will execute the vice president. This is why yeah. members of Congress. Yeah, I, it should have been us. You know, it should have been the left. Right? <laughs> we, we should have been the one to do it because then we would have done it right. And now, we would have no gotten one's going to get to do it. Now, what do you mean we would have done it right? The left would have got left can't do anything shot right. in <laughs> well, you mass know I mean. on the steps. If they right. it, would, it would have been, been that I can't remember in my mind it's phase on love, but I don't think that's right. But the guy in out of sight who trips on the stairs and shoots himself in the face. Oh, God. oh <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But that I would have mean, been but, Democrats trying to storm like, the Capitol. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this is kind of like, I guess what I mean is the only thing in the last decade that has ever given me hope were the nationwide police brutality protests in 2020. That was yeah. That was yeah. the closest I ever Fucking came to burning the hope. police station down. Yeah. I was like, wow. Burning, burning down the <laughs> like, precinct, you know, uh, looting the target and setting up aid tents like that is that's what we need we need more of that always because we're not going to get to a good future by using the machinery that is in place we're not going to work the system from the inside yeah i just feel like if say the capital riot was black lives matter instead of QAnon, essentially whereas QAnon is like hey you shot one of us if it was Black Lives Matter, it would have been, hey, you shot everybody. Yeah. Like, you killed like 800 people. And yeah. a whole half of the country would have been like, but they were storming the Capitol. Like, I mean, he, what do you want? I months, know. months before, they tear gassed the fuck out of yeah. um, Pennsylvania Avenue yeah. so he could walk yep. across the street to a church. Like, it's. And set up huge barricades mm-hmm. uh, around the White House and stuff. Yeah. And around the Capitol. I, th- I think we're at the point, I don't know, like, I don't know if that would even help. Like what would, because all you would see is just a different, much heavier response to put that down. But again, but there's no other way though. 
there there's no what's the other what's the alternative here the, uh, other than a violent uprising by good guys not i mean you know the bad guys are going to have a violent <laughs> I, uprising <laughs> beginning anyway, aliens so. aliens, aliens. Yeah, exactly independence day this is, this is yeah. yeah but like this is what i keep that's just what i keep circling to is i don't think there's any other option other than that yeah good thing it's not our job to figure that out Holy shit. I, yeah. I, it, I, unfortunately, it I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It is a real head scratcher. I think th- I think that's probably the best way to describe the country right now. <laughs> a real head scratcher. Yeah, exactly. I think that encompasses it all. But yeah, where do we go from something like this? Like, I honestly think the best course of action is to charge Trump for trying to topple the government. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Arrest him. And his followers are going to come out and take to the streets and they'll be very angry and fucking let him. Like, it's going to have to be some... Well, like, it's if it's not that, then it's going to have something else. I mean, yeah. you know, they're already you know working on an American version of the trucker convoy that has failed so far in hilarious it got ways. Shut down by a bicycle rider. It has, in DC. yeah, it has fa- so far failed. But like they'll they'll figure out something that works. There needs to be the only other option other than violent uprising that I can see is a general strike. But again, we've had some really hopeful strikes uh, over the last couple of years. We've had the longshoremen on strike. Like we've had several of the giant unions. We just need them all to come together. We need collective action. And our country is built for as much as it's a country supposedly based on democracy and, and people, you know, working together for the common good. It's also built over the last 200 years a wall against collective action and Mm -hmm. solidarity and it's something that leftists have have been doing a good job of breaking through but you know it's something that takes time yeah especially when your laws define corporations as people exactly Um, yeah. yeah i think i think i mean violent uprising that's obviously a resort and that's called for but like hopefully it would be something we would do in response to actual fascism. Yeah. Yeah. And not like a lie about election fraud. So like in in the instance of like the Portland stuff, it's like, yeah, that's when you take to the street on that shit. And and had Trump overthrown, you know, successfully uh, overthrown the election and been like, nope, I'm still president. That's when you take to the fucking streets, obviously. It's a hard pill to swallow. But I mean, like I was just saying, I mean, it's part of living through this time. It's like being able to accept that the situation is as dire as it is. Yeah. I agree with Adam. Like what needs to be done right now is is the uh, Trump needs to be held accountable. Yeah. Everybody needs to be held accountable and we need to see actual legal action being taken against the architects of January 6th. And sure. if that fails and they continue spiraling towards dictatorship and fascism, yeah, then it's time we got to get out on the streets. Yeah. My only concern is that if you wait too long, then we're in even worse trouble and it's going to sure. be even harder for there it's, to be. We're, talk, we're, we're talking about I, violent uprising. It's, oh, I know. It's gonna I be, know. I kind of wonder if we've already waited 
too long. Oh, I because I absolutely one do. of the like one of the underrated details here is we talk about fascism coming to the United States as if Trump brought it. Yeah. And it's been coming it's been this here. whole yeah. time. Like no. a lot of Trump's craziest policies were continuations of policies from the past. And I say yep. it all the time when yep. multiple administrations in a row agree on something, it's probably bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like immigration is a thing that multiple administrations in this country, whether they've used the same words in regards to it or not, have kind of agreed that well, we should probably be throwing kids in cages and shipping yeah. them back yeah, to we'll Central just, we'll America. Yeah, we'll just call them camps. Yeah, right? yeah we'll just but, give you them know, different yeah. names. But, and it just, like, think about Biden in the 80s writing yeah. crime bills that led to a prison state in mm-hmm. this country. Like, the mass incarceration of black people and brown people and the disproportionate... Joe, Joe Biden helping to get Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court and then his fucking wife is... Helping with January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing we're up against here is I don't know that Democrats don't want fascism either. Like it feels like that's just kind of the push of the American government over the past few decades. Like almost. Especially since 9-11. Yeah. Since 9-11, since we teamed up with the Nazis after World War II, that seemed like a weird turn for us to take. Like, I don't know, but it's a pickle. There, yeah. There's a better way to put it. It's a pickle. It is a pickle. I'm supposed to get pickles. Oh. <laughs> what? Sorry. Never mind. That's a joke. Uh, yeah, it is a pickle. It's it a sure real is. pickle. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in trouble. It's a bad time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. I, in I just, general. I feel like the bare minimum is we got to hold people accountable when they try to tackle Absolutely. our government. 100%. Yeah. I, if, we I can't, love... if we can't do that, then what is the point of any of this? Well, yeah. yeah. I would love to and, – and like, look, I, you know, for as much as I've been pessimistic about it, I would love to see that happen. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine that it will until it does. Yeah, I have zero That's, faith in it. Of yeah, course. Why, that, why would we? We have no reason to have any faith in the process. Right. Exactly. The, the process – is 100% fixed against justice. Yeah. And so, yes, I do think we should obviously hold Trump and the people with him accountable, <laughs> but it we just seems even... impossible to believe. We yeah. can't even get, like, just... This just came into my mind from what Adam was saying. We can't even get, like, Congress to agree that sitting congresspersons and representatives shouldn't be allowed to trade stock. Yeah. 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 Can't even agree on that. We can't say that Diane Feinstein is too senile to be fit for fucking office. You shouldn't be in your fucking 80s. Deep into your 80s. Making laws for the country that are going to stick for, I don't know, a hundred years? I mean, but at least not be senile. Like, it's, Bernie at least has a fucking head on his shoulders. He's not true. fucking, I mean, you that's, know, like... Uh, yeah, I'm going to get into a whole other look. tangent, but we it's, <laughs> we have some fucking ancient reptiles yes, running the government. And absolutely. It's, boy, that's got to stop. It yeah. does, but it never will. Or, and, that's you part know, of the, and that's part of the problem. You, you yeah. When you get just endlessly reelected for fucking 40, 50, 60 years, you become so entrenched that all you care about is maintaining the status quo. So if, it's like, why are you there? You don't yeah. represent anyone anymore. Again, like it, it, and like it's you know we've we've said it before, and it's almost a tired argument. But like, if we said that about any other country, that their elected officials were sitting in office for sixty years, then we would say that that is a broken system. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because it's America, we're great. Everything rules. I feel like the things we need, like, also aren't going to happen. But, like, the two-party <laughs> system's not helping nope. anyone. No? And, like, if you look at a place like Venezuela that we love to to demonize and hate because they finally elected someone who wasn't white and who (laughs) fed poor people. If you look at Venezuela before Chavez was elected, it was what the United States is now. They had two parties, but those two parties were just all rich white dudes who all had the same goals and all the same aims. And they just traded off running the government every few years. They drove Venezuela into all the same places that Chavez and Maduro drove them to with no help from us, John Oliver. Of course. But like we need like we need a Hugo Chavez. Like we need that. Like we need someone to win an election who's not a Republican or a Democrat. Like, (sighs) yeah, I don't know how that would ever in a million fucking years happen unless it ends up being like a Ross Perot type, which then we're just extra like fucked three ways. Yeah, it's the same thing. In real trouble. Yeah. 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 No, we do. And we have a real dearth of young, real progressives in major office. And I don't see a path to us having a, a Chavez or someone who could actually steer us in the, in the right direction. Well, I mean, the last time we came close, we just assassinated all those people. So <laughs> that's probably put other potential leaders in this country off from... Yeah having such lofty goals, but I don't know. We should just be Central Europe. I I say this every time we talk about the state of the nation, but we should not be one country. It's not working out. It's a bad idea. Region by region, we don't share values or needs. We should be Central Europe. That's a thing my my views have definitely shifted on over the years, because like Cal Exit, especially after Trump got elected, was such a big thing. And at the time, I was like, no, we can't give up and just leave the rest of the country to the Trump types. But it's like, yeah, we kind of can. Like, right. well, how about we just each have our own part? Well, the problem the with Cal Exit was that it was very narrow, like short-sighted. It, it was just yeah. thinking about their own needs. If, you know, ideally we would have, you know, again, nothing, none of this is going to happen until China – overthrows our government finally (laughs) (laughs) so nothing is gonna get any better uh until we actually start holding people like like trump and the january 6th architects uh accountable not yeah yeah. nothing is gonna get any better the the, the minute we didn't hold nixon accountable i think it was a yeah downward spiral from definitely yeah definitely a big turning point but also like like adam said like we assassinated fred hampton in his bed at 21 we assassinated, you know, well, I Martin didn't. Luther I can't King speak and... for you. <laughs> I don't well, know where you guys are. Yeah, but I can't. We were I, different I, in I, the 60s. I have a hard time divesting myself from the actions of my nation. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. I say we when I talk yeah, about the United States. Because, because I, it's not like, because I live here. I know. I was yeah. being wacky. No, I know. I know. <laughs> but like, you know, like. Tom's a sovereign citizen. <laughs> that's the future that's the republic future. of me like, look i don't think things would be better when Ch- i don't think things will be better when china dismantles our government but it'll be different and maybe there'll be a, a an opening for something good to happen it's hard for even a country as large and organized as china to govern a colony from 
across the Pacific Ocean. So yeah, I don't know. There is that. I mean, we'd have to have like another revolutionary war with China at some point. Well, we're going to have to have another revolutionary war anyway. True. So we're due. What's our topic? (laughs) Who knows? Good point. We should probably wrap this up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I got, I keep getting getting far afield. Here's the thing. Arrest Trump. Lock him up. Fucking yes. Lock him him up. Lock him up. But Uh, his emails. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man. And then we'll just see we'll see what oh, happens. Oh how the there. tables have turned, not really. No. <laughs> no, not nothing at all. will change. <laughs> no. <laughs> at least we have the four seasons. We'll always have that. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, what a perfect fucking moment. Sweating sweating his hair dye out. Yeah. Holy shit. What yeah. a great day. Uh, what a great morning. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, arrest Trump. Let's see what happens from there. I think yeah. that's that's the the takeaway from this episode. Thank you both so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, thank you. Spending your, your Saturday morning talking about mm-hmm. some jolly good time American politics. Woo! Yeah. My favorite thing to do. This is my this is my cartoon express. Right. <laughs> do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Olivia, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at either Hyder. I'm going to keep plugging my Letterboxd. No one gives a shit. I don't even really. But I prefer it to Twitter because people only talk about movies. It's great. Oh, uh, don't worry. We won't have to worry about Twitter soon when Elon buys it. Of then course. We can, then we can all finally yeah, leave. Oh, my God. We, we can all can't, finally can't, really, leave Twitter. We can't. We can't. We can't go. We can't get into that. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, follow me on, on those places. You know the You know the handle. You've heard me before. Uh, and also listen to Conspiracy the Show, uh, which I uh, occasionally co-host with uh, Adam. Yeah, listen to it. With who? Well, uh, Adam uh, Todd Brown. He's a Adam. he's a podcaster and comedian. same name, different guy. Much better yeah. host. Yeah. Much better. No, he's he's cool. He's cool. No, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I'll I take like your word for it. You'd like him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Tom, do you do you do anything? Uh, uh, in yeah, the, sometimes in the podcast I, or entertainment I, space at all. I do kind of, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I've got a Patreon with David Bell, uh, Gameplay Employed. Head over to Gameplay Employed, uh, patreon.com slash Gameplay Employed. Uh, we do all kinds of cool uh, Patreon exclusives, and we also do a couple of, of free shows if, if you know, things are tight. I, I get it. Uh, we do a couple of free stuff you can find wherever you do podcasts. Um, yeah, that's that's primarily what I'm doing. Um, I mean, I also... David, I also both write for some more news with Cody Johnson, Katie Stoll. Um, and I also do writing on 1-800-HOT-DOG with even more uh, former crack people, Sean Baby and Robert mm-hmm. Brockway. So uh, oh, nice. check all those things out. Woo. And also Hell Best yeah. Bad Movie Ever. It'll be back. And Best Bad Movie point. Ever. Yes, yes. Nice. We will eventually start. The world's most <laughs> intermittent podcast. <laughs> it's a difficult show to book. Because it you is. Have to, like, somebody has to have a, a movie that is bad. Or considered bad that they want to defend, right. like earn, earnestly defend. It and can't be a to be, it can't be a Chet Wilde situation. Yeah, <laughs> and it has to be a movie that is actually bad. Like you can't right. be like, oh, I'll defend Magic Mike. It's like motherfucker, right. Magic or like, Mike I'll rips. Defend- Right, or I'll, de- I'll defend Blade Runner because it bombed. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, sure, you're b- bravely defending Blade Runner. Yeah, be a man, defend Sucker Punch like I did S one E one. With my with my wife, Mar- a, Marina was right there with you. It's a good movie. People just watch mm-hmm. it the wrong way. 
They're just mm. watching it the wrong well, way. I mean, a lot I've of that, it the wrong a lot of that is Zack Snyder's well, fault. Yeah, a lot I, of it's because it's not that say, good of a movie. But yeah, right. I don't know that there's that. a right way to watch it. Honestly, <laughs> just get past all that. Uh, Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can get bonus episodes there. And I'll be launching a Substack soon called Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Friends. And you can give me money to write there. And uh, I'm also going to be doing some other stuff. I think I'm going to be on a TV show soon. What? All right. Watch out for that. Television? Hell yeah. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Tom, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Take the Bristol Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. Bring a blood object.